You are now tuning into Love Frequency, where love grows. So let's go. Welcome, and thank you for checking in before you check out. I'm Naya, and welcome to another episode of Opportunity and Possibility. I have recently stepped into some much-needed shadow work, and while I'm still going through it, my ability to trust the process has been the strongest it's ever been. So this episode will probably be random and necessary, but I just need to get some things off my chest and I don't know how this is going to go. Right now, what I want to do, as you already know, is make this moment for you. And I want to do this with a different sort of intention this episode. I, of course, first want you to check in with yourself for yourself. So take the first moment for you. But the second moment, I want you to take it for ego. And for this episode, I want you to let ego go. And what I mean by that is I have heard from a few people who listen to my videos or have heard some of my episodes using what I'm saying kind of in a retaliatory way. Yeah, I'm sending this to my ex or I know somebody who should hear this word. And my words or anybody's words of love, self-reflection should never be used as a weapon. So I think when we feel that or when we're coming from that place, we are moving in our lower self. We're not moving in greatness. We're moving with our lower self. And I've always defined that as uppercase I. When I move in little I, I'm still aware of me all that I am. I don't lose sight of that, but I also am able to see my connectedness, my oneness with everything else around me. And I can appreciate everything that's happening to me as an experience. Sometimes we get into connections and if they don't flow the way that we hope they would, we see that as a negative sign, as an opportunity to pull back. And I have often thought and was most recently confirmed through a video somebody sent me. I try and check my messages as much as I can. I try to keep up and respond to as many people as uh, that respond to me. But this person, I don't know. Uh, we've not been previously acquainted or they've never spoken to me before, but they just sent me a video from an Instagrammer uh, by the handle of Phil Good Life. I will leave um, their handle in the show notes and the link to this video. This video was uh, amazingly powerful, but essentially this thought I've been having, he spoke it in a way that just really resonated with me. And essentially, it's this idea, I have found out the most about myself through romantic connections. And sometimes we don't see the beauty in those little disturbances with our vision of what this perfect world or perfect connection is supposed to or should look like. A lot of people really go in 
to new romantic partnerships with the best of intentions, but somewhere something changes where it becomes a battle of ego instead of information and awareness gathering. And mm, so going into this check-in, I want this to be a little bit more intentional. I want this one to be a little bit more sacred. I want this one to really focus on checking in with how you are so you know how to move that out the way to receive the message that we're sharing tonight. And I don't know why, but it just feels really necessary. So I want to know, how is your spirit on a love frequency scale of one to five? How are you, baby? Clear mind, ready hearts. When I started writing spoken word poetry, my focus was on mental health. I say that with air quotations because many of my early pieces were very dark and filled with pain. As I shared before, I wore it like a business suit, like I was so proud of it. I thought that was my gift. So it became my friend, my best friend. Pain and I were thick as thieves. Through poetry and the writing process, I was able to cultivate a strong empathy toward my pain. It was almost like experiencing an external part of me. Had its own personality, eating habits, sleeping patterns. The more I wrote and performed, the more I began to accept and identify with my pain. Through this process of essentially journaling my journey, I found that I was attracting exactly who and what I thought I was sadness, misery, helplessness, discontentment, more pain. To this day, I still believe this to be one of my greatest strengths. Not a weakness. Mm -mm. Disliking myself so much that I created a sickness within myself? Then befriending that illness to better understand why so that I could change the outcome. Come on now. You can't tell me that ain't power. And, and by definition, babies, that's transmuting energy. Back then, I didn't see it as a strength because I was so close to it. We're besties now. Pain was all I knew. It was always there for me because I always called on it. Like a comfort blanket. Your pain matters. Your voice matters. Your struggles matter. But they don't define you. What's been most interesting is to know that I know this. I know I know this. I feel this in my core. I believe the words that I just shared with you to be absolute truth. But there's a difference between philosophy or theory and practice. So in theory, it just sounds real nice. In practice, you don't realize what you're doing until information is presented to you. And sometimes that information is presented to you 
in new connections in the form of a disruption or a gap, um, a, a feeling of separation in the union. When this takes place, most people use this as the opportunity to critique and assess their partner, assign red flags, assign toxic behavior. Um, and really what that is, is a distraction to the beautiful thing that's really happening. I've always believed that I have learned some of the best lessons about myself through the love I've had in my life through my romantic partners. That doesn't change when you're dating or you're courting or you're really spending intimate time with somebody. Sometimes they are the very thing that we need to awaken that thing in us that needs to be filtered through. So I had recently put out a video that did very well on social media and I was very excited about the response. And in it, I shared there are three levels of pain. The first level are people who are searching for something in you, people who see something in you and people who just know. And I was someone who just knew I'm in a place of ready. Or so I thought. And sitting back in reflection over these last few days, I identified my place of ready as the third stage of pain. Huh. And it was truth. What I shared in those moments was truly how I felt. And what I mean by that is what I was using in my stance of ready was my hurt. I want these things from another partner because I feel like I didn't receive them from somebody else. And I'm like, man, how, Naya, have you been love? You say you are love. How have you been showing up as love when you have simultaneously been trying to control it through your pain points, sweetie? That's not how this works. And in that, all you've done is cause yourself pain. And rightfully so. You call on to you what you are giving off. And then you expect light to draw unto you. Well, baby, that's not what you're giving. So now you're not making sense. Well, where, where is this coming from? Naya, where did this all go wrong? And these are things that I'm genuinely going through because I, when I would get here before, and this is how I define, you know, my shadow work. It really, I, uh, curious George is what I call myself because now instead of having anger towards things or attitude towards things, I try, I'm not going to say I'm a hundred percent, but I will say, um, I'm pretty high up there in working to be more inquisitive than judgmental. So how did Curious George miss this? How? I'm always being self-reflective, but sometimes we can become too attached to our belief systems, too attached to how we think things should go or are supposed to go. So when they deviate from that, and we're in a place of trying to control it. And that's ego talking. Oh, how frustrating. But also 
beautiful because now I know where the shift took place. When we say that, we think because I'm putting out negative into the world, I'm drawing in negative people. No, no, no. Shame on us for that shit. I used to think that also. I think what's happening is possibly because I believe that the universe conspires for my greatest good. And I know that concept in and of itself is hard for people to even hold because they're still holding on to the pain. But if I believe that, if I let ego go and I say, okay, for shits and giggles, let me just believe that shit. Everything that happens to me, everything that happens The universe is conspiring for my greatest good. God is conspiring for my greatest good. However you define the greatness, um, the supreme deity in your life is conspiring for my greatest good. If you move with that sentiment first before you complain, it changes how you energetically process certain things. So maybe, baby, it's not that you're putting out negativity, so you're getting negativity. Maybe it's that in order to reach the next level of your greatness, you are meeting a divine connection that is drawing out of you something that you still need to mold a little bit baby I know you strutting and you think you got it but there's still a little bit left if you see this and you take this as information and awareness instead of assigning a red flag or blame to somebody oh the beauty in that awareness allows you to to know I still got some work to do. And that work can be done without bringing in everybody. You ain't got to make announcements about it or tell the other. Do the work. It's in those moments that we need to step back and do some reflection work for ourselves. Now, questions that help me when I get here. Well, what exactly am I feeling? I like to start there. Well, why do I feel like this? I mean, what particularly happened that created the onset and all the while now me I journal sometimes that is uh, drafting you know writing emails to myself sometimes that's an actual journal process this information in whatever way that works for you record it so you can listen to it later but I would encourage that whatever method you use to be able to track this path You do it in a way that can be archival so you can go back and reflect. It's the best piece of data about yourself you will ever collect because it shows you the process. And then you start to see the data and then that helps you trust the process. So as I'm breaking all of this down, I start to realize even more that with showing up in a new connection, when you're not completely at 100%. And again, this does not mean perfection or that you come in with everything together. It just means that you have a strong awareness of yourself and you have the ability to be self-reflective. It's very hard to say that you're ready for a partnership if you lack the ability to be vulnerable, to be a safe space for your partner, and to be compassionate. Love lives there. Without those things, everything else is chaos. There's no way that love, foundation of love can be built without those things. And I think if they're not rooted within self, it makes it really hard to try and find that through 
somebody else because they're also going through their own process at the same time. So if I show up at 80 and I'm expecting you to give me that 20, but you show up at 75 and you're expecting me to give you, you see what I'm saying? I came in with a deficit. You came in with a deficit. We're both trying to expect the other to do something that the other party just doesn't have the energy for. It's just not there. So we will fail each other every time instead of allowing those moments just to be information and awareness so that we can take them inside and do that shadow work. We have to stop being afraid of our shadows. Who knew this would be my Peter Pan episode? I'm definitely going to have to make a part two to this one because there's just so much I want to share, but I'm excited for the growth of Love Frequency. and know the consistency has been off and part of it has been this process of trying to control love I've put myself through. I have been trying to date and I thought I was trying to date because I was truly in a place of ready and I think Sometimes what was happening is I would have moments where I would panic. I don't have much time left. I'm not getting any younger. I'm afraid that I'm never going to be enough. And that was those were really my true feelings. But in order to process through them, you know, I'm saying mantras. And as soon as I would feel it, I would replace it with an affirmation or a mantra. But let me tell you something about mantras and motherfuckers don't like to share. You have to believe it. And I don't know if I was always necessarily speaking them through belief. I was speaking them because I was afraid. And I knew that that was the best way to quiet that sound in my mind, that limiting belief that always stifled me and made me hide away like a tortoise in a shell. I am power, I am peace, I am love. I am power, I am peace, I am love. And what I was really saying is I was speaking the words audibly, internally. I was saying, I'm not enough, I am scared, why do they leave? I'm not enough, I am scared, why do they leave? I truly, truly believe that your actions and your words must align or you're always going to invite chaos and confusion into your world. And I do not believe that that means, once again, that I've invited people who are chaos or people who are bad. I don't think my energy draws in ugly spirits I have met some beautiful souls along this journey. I think my greatest error in awareness has been that I did not see them as some of my best lessons so that I can absorb the information, receive the experience, navigate with that information as I saw fit using intuition and all of those things. If it was something that didn't feel good, I need to leave. I'm speaking from fear and I'm blaming someone who's teaching me a lesson and we keep missing it. So you know what happens? We keep repeating the same fucking pattern. 
And so when I hear people say, you know, this always happens to me, or I guess I, I always smile in my heart because I'm like, baby, you just like me. Obviously, we didn't appreciate the message from the messenger. What we did was we walked away too prematurely and we blamed them. So now this one is going to show it to us. But sometimes it's going to hurt a little bit more because you didn't see it when it was thrown at you lightweight. Now we're going to give you the gas. Hmm. I'm in a current situation where I don't know what I'm going to do with this information. My fear and anxiety tell me that it's already been decided for me. My heart is so invested and my spirit is trusting the process. So I will keep y'all updated on where this grows. But the one thing I know is I'm so thankful for spirit, for universe, for my amazing tribe, for the beautiful signs that I have been quiet enough to notice. I'm thankful for the people in my life. And I'm thankful for you, for you all that have been writing with Love Frequency from the beginning, or if this is the first episode you've ever listened to. I truly appreciate this energy exchange. We are shifting the world. We are shifting it because we are making a choice to choose ourselves. And that right there is the real revolution. So if you like what you've heard, I'm going to need you to help me keep this conversation flowing going and growing i want you to tell at least one person you know about love frequency put them onto the podcast share our information let me tell you a little bit of what we got here at love frequency if you go to our new website www.lovefreak.com i will put the link in the show notes it's gonna be a whole bunch of links Um, But on the website, you can listen to every episode that's ever been published. And Love Frequency now has a store featuring new merchandise all the time. And what I recently dropped since I talked about my three stages of pain is my lady in waiting t-shirts. They are hot and sexy and ready for the summertime. I'm about to put them out in tank, top, tank tops and crops. So get yours and let people know you are not playing these games, but we are also now fully fucking aware that we are not manifesting anything in pain. Lady in waiting is our way of saying that we are just somebody who is moving with purpose and intent and we ain't even got to ask when what shows up in our life is supposed to be there we know it knows the universe makes no mistakes if I meet something and I feel confusion or I feel frustration or I feel like there's a distance I need to first Use that as information, as awareness. And be thankful for that partnership for showing me that lesson. And then I need to fucking make a decision. But lady-in-waiting is not a threat. 
It is not a pain point. It is not something that is meant to shit on somebody and tell them because you didn't do this for me. I'm going to wait until somebody can. That's pain and waiting. Lady in waiting is a compassionate spirit ready to love with openness and a peace that exceeds all understanding. Mm. That's the type of lady I'm talking about. Now, there are other things in the store, so please go out and shop, honey. Just shop. These make great gifts. And they're often aligned to an episode. So whenever you go into the store, if it's not just general merchandise, if it's specific, um, please read the um, description section and it'll tell you or take you back to an episode that gives more context, especially if you plan on sharing these as gifts. They make amazing gifts for people who you know need to get their frequency right, baby. There are so many things on this website. If you are not into leaving comments or if you're not on social media, I have the option for you to leave a voice note. It's like a voice message or a quick voicemail to share how you felt after an episode. If there is a question you have of love frequency and you want us to talk about it on the air, please go to the bottom of our webpage and share a voice note with us. We have so many other things that are coming, but please, as I shared before, keep this conversation going, flowing, and growing. Until next time.